right, it's on, Johnny. All right, it's I mean, on. I, the microphone's on. I turned them on. Sweet. So we can talk about all the greatness of anime this week. We'll encompass it all. We'll bring it back and let it be heard to the people. <laughs> to the or wall? Something. To the wall? What? To the wall? I don't know. You, you missed me, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that a reference I didn't get? No. Okay. Just talking about a wall. Oh, well, that's sad. Well, hey guys, welcome to Crazy Sunshine Podcast, episode 148. I'm your host, Steve. I'm your host, Johnny 3.0. Thanks for tuning in this week. We're going to talk about... What are we going to talk about? My phone making weird noises. It wants your attention. I guess so. We're recording a little late this week because of some uh, scheduling conflict, so... uh, Yep. Really, it was just so Johnny could go see fireworks. So, Johnny. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about fireworks, or also known as... Oh my gosh, I'm going to butcher this name. Uh, Uchiage Hanabe Chita Kara Miruka Yokara Miruka movie. <laughs> that's that's what it. <laughs> that's what it shows on Anime Planet. Well, you know, I you, mean, don't, you don't have to give us a whole like breakdown of the movie, but you know, talk talk about your feelings. Well, I mean, I think you know, it's a movie that's done by Shaft, so you know the animation is really great. I mean, there's some odd, like, CGI choices. Not not odd in a bad way, just odd in, like, oh, okay. Um, there are a few comedic moments here and there. Okay. Uh, they're definitely, they're teenage boys. They talk about breasts. Okay. Like, they go out, like, a big thing about it. Um, was that not something you were expecting going in? Uh, I actually was expecting it because I was interested. I was more interested, like, considering it was a film and considering it was an anime. It's like, how, you know, what level are we going to be at it for this this film, like, when it comes to kind of like all the things that are, you know, encompass like animes, like, you know, are they going to do, I guess I always wonder, like, are you going to do panty shots? Cause it's like, is this more for oh, a worldwide audience? And gotcha. I do wonder about that stuff because, you know, it, it is, is this more, uh, you know, fan, fanboy based or, you know, right. based or is this more for a wide release? Correct. Correct. You know, is it, is, and the question is, is it tasteful? Cause I mean, that's the thing too. If it's, if, if things are done in a tasteful way, it's not as big of a, you know, it makes sense. People can accept that. It's when they're, you know, for some people, it just tends to be if it, like that's all the show's about. But then, you know, that's what some shows are. But anyway, so, you know, we were watching that. And, and like I said, it wasn't bad. Because um, I mean, over... your name even had a little bit of that, if you remember? Well, yeah, it, 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 definitely, and... it definitely does. It, it changes the body. Yeah. But it, again, it, it's like it's done in a, in a way that, is tasteful, but also makes some sense, right? Yeah. You know, because I feel like most guys and potentially girls, you know, if you switch bodies, would be interested in the in, in more in about, the organs you correct. have now, yeah, in your right. body. Um. So, uh, watching it again, like I said, definitely a shaft anime. The main girl looks distinctly familiar, like distinctly familiar, like Bakumonogatari familiar. Oh, really? Yeah, if you look at her image, like, she doesn't look exactly like the main girl from Bakamoni Guitar, but she looks, it's the hair color, the length of the hair, it's kind of like. The face shape, the eyes Yeah, shape, it's like, she's, she has a lot of, like, it feels like a lot of her design is coming out of that. Um, you think Chef was at its very Chefiness here? Potentially, yes. I can see what you're saying. She doesn't look exactly like her, but I could see that if you put them side by side, they look very similar. Yeah. Like, you could almost say they're sisters. Maybe um, the animation style looks very much like a Bakimana guitar, though. Yeah. No. So, I mean, it, my guess is that it's probably some of the people who worked on this worked on that as well. Correct. 
Okay, correct. Cool. Um, but I didn't see the movie, so I can't give you any comments yeah. on it. But basically, I mean, overall, um, one of the one person who was reviewing it, uh, and I don't know who this is, uh, made a comment. It's like, uh, it's like your name, but lame. <laughs> right that was his that was his comment you're lame is that the name of the movie you're uh lame. he could call he probably would call it that um vincent had a had another one one uh in his words uh i went to go see fireworks and i saw nothing um and he says it a little bit funnier than he I went do. to see fireworks and he, he got to see snakes or <laughs> some, sparklers some, <laughs> correct um largely like just my overall feeling it's a very good by the numbers movie like, I I'm not oh, I'm not saying it's bad in any way. The director did the Pocket Monogatari. Right. Um, yeah. Well, actually, this guy's directed a lot of stuff I like by Shaft. So okay. Correct. Um, so I can't comment on that because he's done a lot of stuff that have different feels to them, in my opinion. So. Yeah. You know, Nisi Koi. He did some Nisi Koi. Did some um, uh, Madoka. Even you know. Right. He's got a lot. Did a lot of March comes in like a lion. A lot of these feel different though when you watch them compared to each other, but. You know, I'm getting off trap. Go ahead. Sorry, no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, but for what it, what it's worth, when you read all those, it kind of makes it even weirder that this movie ended up being the way it was. Because the problem with this movie is it's not that it's, like I said, again, it's a good by the numbers movie. It's actually a good movie overall. It's just the thing that it's missing. Like, it's like, it's going, it's going down the, the path of like your name. It's going down the path of like the girl who left through time. Right. Um, because it does use that mechanism. Yeah. Right. The thing about it is the it's missing the emotion, right? It's missing the heart. So this is a movie with substance but no heart. Correct. And that that's the really sad part about it is like it feels like there were a couple of things like so they So did in essence did it basically feel like um you got a pretty thing uh like pop music? Like pop music currently how right. it feels more just produced and it, it it looks good and it sounds okay, but it doesn't really have like a soul. Yeah, Is that kind of how you feel. No, and that and yeah, and that's the way I feel about it. It's like I said, everything about it was like, oh, okay, this is really interesting. There's this and there's that, but it was like they did a lot of things in the in the you know the movie. And I do hope you get a chance to watch it because I, I still say watch the movie. Um, like I said, I'm just saying that you know don't go in expecting something like your name because I think that's also something they've hurt themselves with. They're like, oh, it's the producer. I think it's the producer yeah, from your name. It says the producer of your and name. You're they've like, been pushing okay. that huge. So you're thinking, so this is probably some type of love story, you know, right. with uh, you know, could be a bittersweet love story. It could be, you know, uh, you know, just a another, um, you know, could be more comedic. I didn't know, and other than, just sounded like it was going to be some type of love story. That's the only thing I could think of. Right. So, I mean, it, it does. It, it's The thing is that in another respect, that what it does is it kind of does like uh, the Yuki Yuna as a hero problem. Where... Oh, you're going to spoil y- Yuki Yuna real quick here? Yes, yeah, spoilers. spoilers. Spoilers for Yuki Yuna as a hero if you want to watch it. Just we'll warn you real quick. This right. won't... Skip ahead like a minute. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it it's uh, it l- largely with Yuki Yuna. The whole problem is the show is great until you get to the end where they, instead of going through with the ending that they should have gone through with, they all of a sudden backpedal and go a different direction. So you feel, like, really work. you feel like Fireworks was a good movie that was headed in one direction, and then they gave you something totally different than what you were expecting? Right. So I feel like... And so the, the it ending was... that you were expecting and the ending you got were just not to your liking? or it, it Well, it's just... It's not a bad ending. It's just not... 
it doesn't fit with what the narrative they were trying to play because it's the whole like I think they were trying not to copy your name and these other movies, but it's kind of like your mechanism. Everything about this is going down that path, right? And the whole thing about it is you're not copying if you put your own spin and twist on it. It was the same thing with Yuki Yuna as a hero, you know. Sorry. So, so does this? I'm just reading somebody's review real quick here right. online, just to just kind of see if there's more more telling here. They're saying that it turns into a musical. It does. <laughs> like, like out of nowhere, it just becomes like a Disney musical. It kind of, yes. <laughs> That's what they said. Like, I don't know. They're like, it was beautiful, but I really don't know what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, and that's, I feel like, a lot of the unfortunate problem with this movie is, like, for as good as it is, it there's a lot of just open-ended problem. Like, there's things that are happening with the way, like, the girl's being treated um, because it's not explained very well. And most people watch this and think that there's something wrong, but it's not what you think. Uh, there's other issues. There's other weird, like, things, like, the ending. The ending should have, there should have been a tag at the ending, like something to kind of give you a little bit more about like what happens. Yeah. And they just drop it. And it was like, it just ends and it's like, but it's not one of those like Gurren Logan when it, you know, like that's one of the oh, ones that should. Are you spoiling Gurren Logan here? Oh my gosh. No, I'm just yes. saying, we won't yes, make spoilers. Sure. We're spoiling Gurren Logan. Just, just assume that anything I'm saying right now is spoilers. I'm talking about a lot of endings. Well, Gurren Logan, well, the thing in Gurren Logan that gets you is. Um... They have a tag they didn't need. What's that? The last five minutes. The, oh, that's true. The last five minutes were not needed. Whereas if they had ended it where they, they at the left wedding? it off. Oh, at, my at gosh. The the that wedding? would have been the best ending ever. True. That was a real heart. That was a heartbreaking ending. But at least, it you know, it was a it was a hard fight ending. The problem with this is. Like, so did fireworks give you a Gynex ending? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it wasn't even a guy. Like Gynex just put something crappy at the end for no good reason. It's like they didn't even do that much. They just kind of just. Well, that's what Gurren Logan got. Gurren Logan got the five minute, you know, Gynex kind of ending. You're like, why'd you do this? I mean, Correct. Could have just left it there and it would have been fine. Yeah, no, and that was the thing is this is one of those one moments where I wanted to I take it back. I wanted a guy to guy ending because at least that would have given me more oh, explanation. You, at least you would have gotten an ending. Right. That's what you like, were hoping for. Because they just kind of leave it off, and it's like I get what they're trying to do, but they didn't do a very good job of really getting you to that point to make so, it make sense. So fireworks looks pretty, it and it just doesn't have heart. That's basically what you're yeah, saying? correct. All right. So, yeah, but check it out if you want. I mean, it's done by Shaft. They make beautiful things, and – for the most part, I enjoy most of their things, so it's kind of sad that this love story doesn't seem to be getting the love that it needs because it doesn't deserve that love. Right. <laughs> well, they also had a preview for another movie. What movie is that? That's coming out on the 21st and the 22nd of August. It is The Night is Short, Walk On Girl. Oh, that um, one's coming to yes. theaters? It is coming to theaters. If you guys month. haven't seen The Night is Short, Walk On Girl, I definitely recommend that. You know what? Hell, Johnny, if that comes out to theaters, maybe we should go see it. We like, should. I kind of really want to see it again. I would love to go see it. I think that movie was amazing. It was great. Um, and you don't have to, it, you know, there's a lot of crossover with Tommy Galaxy in it. Right. But I don't think you need to see Tommy Galaxy to uh, enjoy that movie. Enjoy that movie. So, but if you if you love Tommy Galaxy and you haven't seen the night is young walk on girl, I recommend that wholeheartedly. That movie was just entertainment through and through to me. Like. You, you went so many places and did so many things in that movie. It's great. Like, I really have no way of explaining it to you without, like, spoiling a lot right. of it. So yeah. I don't want to say anything other than it's entertaining and go check it out. I'm pretty sure we talked about it before, too, possibly on the yeah. on the podcast. I forget. Well, for anyone who's forgotten, it's about drinking. It is about drinking and kind of being in college, though, too. I think yep. that was part of it. 
Correct. But there's there's a lot of fun stuff in it, and just like kind of almost like a bunch of little stories that tie together into one giant into kind one of giant kind of story. overarching story. Yeah, it almost feels like you're watching um like uh like fables or something though. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's kind of weird in that sense how how everything's broke up and how they kind of you know. But I think it's also done artistically as well. Yeah. But if you love Tommy Galaxy, you know what? If you haven't seen Tommy Galaxy, go check it out. I'm pretty sure it's on um, Crunchyroll now, right? Do you remember if that one's on Crunchyroll now? I don't. Oh my gosh, I need to be. look. I don't. I don't know. It's hard with Crunchyroll because sometimes they have things on there you don't realize they're on there for like. I a feel long like this time. was one that just recently, like like maybe in the last year, got put on Crunchyroll. Oh, it's on there. So if you have oh. not seen Tommy Galaxy, go check it out. It's an amazing series. It does so many things with time travel. You know, um, and it's just fun. It's a fun series with a unique art style. And the night is young walk on girl. It's that same art style and just amped up drinking. <laughs> That's really what I would say. Um, but it was so entertaining. Like I, w- I go see that again. Why not? Let's do it, Johnny. Oh yeah. But um, maybe I'll, maybe I'll even get my wife to go. Cause I'd be like, we should go watch this movie. This is a <laughs> lot of fun. I think you would enjoy it. It's crazy. So, um, yeah, that's great. Was there any other previews you wanted to talk about? or No, that was the only preview I saw there. Although I know the Anime Expo is happening, and they've been announcing a lot of movies that are coming out. I know that i got to wait until next year for my uh, the second movie in the Heaven's Fields chapter. Yeah, is that where they announced uh, the Gundam movie? The live-action Gundam? That is where they announced the li- live-action Gundam movie. That has Legendary uh, helping them with it, which makes sense since Legendary made uh, Pacific Rim. Yeah, it's true. That... Um... I haven't seen the second Pacific Rim. Did you see it? Yeah. Was it as good as the first one? Uh, it's good in its own right. Okay. So but well, it, it's it has not, a different kind of feel? Right. Well, I think the thing is, is it's very much... I think the one problem with it is it's... It is, it is very campy? much... It's probably less campy, but it's... Ultimately, it is very much by the numbers. Like, it's not as... It's not as quite as fantastic, I guess, is my feeling. Okay. Like, it's got a lot of big, crazy crap going on type stuff, but it. The did, one thing uh, that it, it didn't. Did Del Toro get to direct that one? No. He did so not that may be it. why. Yeah. It may have got toned down because he, he didn't have the didn't have the director there. No, and, that, and that's the unfortunate. That was, I think, the thing that I'm like, no, you, if you're going to do this movie, you have to just go over the top and just be over the top the whole time. And I think Del Toro would have done that because I think that's. I think that was kind of what I. um. In the, in the first Pacific Rim, I feel like they needed to go further over the top. Right. And if they tone that back even further now, it's like, oh, that's a bummer. Like, you know what they should remake, Johnny? Robot Jocks. They should remake Robot Jocks. I think we've talked about this before, though. I'm all about a remake of Robot Jocks. I think the new technology can make it great. And I think because of how campy and cheesy it is, I think people would really enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Robot Jocks. Get that. Who's got the rights? Get it going. Nobody knows. Who knows? Ah. Uh, well, Johnny, that sounds um, sounds like you had your fireworks kind of fizzled out that night. Yeah, like I don't, but I don't regret seeing it, and I did enjoy seeing it in Auburn because I, I really like those seats. They recline, so nice. Yeah, I um, got caught up on uh, My Hero Academia. All right, so I'm up to date on My Hero Academia. Your as te- a, were as your tears real? The only episodes that are available as of this recording. Were you were your tears real? Spoilers. Uh- um, oh yeah, we're gonna spoil my hair academia here if we're gonna talk about it. So maybe we shouldn't really spoil it. I don't want to spoil Other it than too I much. Say, I'm just asking if your tears are real. I did have real tears there. Okay. I felt, I felt a sense of pride and a sense of sadness. <laughs> like, yes. You know, at the same time, I don't. 
after watching where I'm now, right. My Hero Academia has definitely moved into my top ten anime of all time. Like, if it keeps going at this rate, it might even move like in my top five, which is kind of hard, you know? Right. Considering it's a it's a series that I typically am not drawn to, like the genre, kind of the shonen jump genre is what I call it. Right. Because it's like, yeah, you know, I'll watch them if they're short, but I'm not usually in these long form, you know, series that go on for seasons and seasons and seasons. Right. Like usually I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, it's, it's camp, you know, it's, it's, it gets really repetitive and boring to me. But I feel like even though there's some things that repeat here, you know, right. Like, you know, fighting bad guys and all that. I feel like the character development in this is so realistic and well done. And right now I feel like there's a lot of like the little pieces of the story. Right. That get built into it. Like really well done. Your world building, your story building, your character building, even your minor characters, like, you know, they, you get enough out of them so that you know. Like when they did the tournament, you know? Right. Like that tournament's amazing. That's one of my favorite tournaments. I feel like it's very under underrated right now in the world of tournaments. But a lot of people think it's just too short. And I'm like, no. The My Hero Academia tournament is, is a good tournament. No, I, and it's the right length. Because yeah. that, that's the one thing about tournaments that you have to be very careful of. I mean, except for I mean, what, Yu Yu Hakusho. I was going to say, it's not the Yu Yu Hakusho tournament. We're right. not, I'm not saying it beats that one, okay? Let's get real, guys. The Yu Yu sure. Hakusho tournament's the best tournament in all of anime. Right, because it's done so well. Like, that one, like, you know, the Dark Tournament, it's it's great. Like, if you're going to watch a tournament and you said, what's the best tournament in anime? I would say the Yu Yu Hakusho tournament's the best. I would not, you know, but I would say that My Hero Academia should be on a list, you know? I feel like it should be at least top five, you know? I'm not saying it's the best tournament ever. I feel like there's a lot of good things that happen in it and a lot of good story progression. What I like about that tournament was you learned a lot about the more of the side characters, you know? Um, and they didn't have to like, you know, make you go crazy, you know, in, in prolong the episodes to have that happen. So that's why I enjoyed it. Um, but overall that just my hero academia right now is just blown out of the water. Right. It's really weird. Cause like my hero academia, uh, the most recent season of food wars has been really good. It's like, like my hero academia. I've always been really hyped about in right. food wars. I watched, but I wasn't as hyped about it until this last season. And I was like, Oh man, like. They've done some really good character building. Like, there's a lot of elements coming together here, and I'm enjoying it more now than I think I had in the past, which I thought was weird, but totally legit. So, right. I'm really excited for where Food Wars is going. So, that surprised me. My Hero Academia being as good as it is, though, and the storytelling and some of the things you go through, man, it's a roller coaster. And it's so well done. Like, I'm just so surprised by it and how much I've appreciated it and enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, I got caught up on that. I don't remember. Did I finish anything else? I think that's really my main focus this week. Besides our weekly challenge, Johnny. Our weekly challenge. Yes. Yeah, so we watched Roku Hodo. I don't wait. That's not right. Is it not? No, no, no. I said that wrong. Roku Hodo. 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 Roku Hodo. Uh, I think it's Roku. Roku Hodo. Uh, Yotsuri Biori. And so. This series is basically about four beachy dudes who right. uh, work at a, uh, I don't know what I'd call it, a restaurant? A cafe? What would you call it? Would you call it a restaurant or a cafe? It's more of a cafe. Yeah, they say Japanese-style tea house, but they have like food and things beyond tea, so I was kind of like, I don't know. And they're, it seems like everybody's buying sweets. Yeah, no, I mean, their, their main thing <laughs> is sweets. I mean, it feels it, it feels more like a... No, I guess it wouldn't be a deli. Definitely a cafe probably is probably the more accurate 
Yeah, like because a cafe. I, yeah, where they, you know, because cafes, I think, tend to serve, like, sweets, meats. And, yeah, uh, so this feels more like a cafe. I mean, it says Japanese tea house. Right. But, you know. Um, so basically, the story revolves around um, four characters. You have uh, Koyusei uh, Togoku, and he's the bespeckled um, <laughs> restaurant manager. You have, uh, what's his name? Gure? Gure, yes. Gray is like the, I'm not sure, like athletic guy, super athletic, kind of, uh, almost reminds me of like the Hulk in a way. Right. Who makes the coffee? He makes the coffee. Because and he uh, does horrible uh, art, latte art. Well, it it <laughs> looked kind of like a rabbit. It looked more like a dog with floppy I mean, ears. Probably. Um, and then you have um, Tokitaka Nage, who. Uh, I think Gurry's supposed to be American or something too. You think Gurry's American? Yeah, because remember how he something happened and then the girl started talking to him. But it looks like his name's actually Gregorio Valentino. So is he Italian? Yeah, uh, possibly. It didn't say much more here. I mean, I mean, he could be Italian. But that makes sense when. Okay, that makes sense though. I'll, I'll explain that why that makes sense in a little bit here. Right. Um, and then you have uh, Subaki uh, Nako- Nakoi. He's the one who makes, he's the chef, right? He's the, head, the, the passeur, I thought, right? Right. Yeah, so those are basically your four main characters. They run the shop, um, and you're with them pretty much the whole time. Correct. Um, I'm trying to think. There's the other characters in the series, they're not really, they kind of come off as one off episode type characters. Well, they do, like, but they're you know, shown like they're not. Like they'll come back into. No, it's true. Like the first episode, the first episode's story mainly focuses on the tea house and the people that are at the tea house but it's kind of uh, around a lady yep who comes in who kind of stumbles in there one day and then she's there a lot they show her there being there a lot over like the week period and she explains how you know she came here to rest but when she's here she enjoys everything so much that she doesn't get her work done she thought this would help her you know focus 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 on on her event and so basically she decided she was gonna quit and they're like oh don't quit your job they don't want you to (laughs) You know, and um, her her idea was something about a cherry blossom viewing event for her work. You know, big, right? Her first big project, and um, she they they decide that they're they're trying to figure out a spring menu, and so uh, they ask if they can use her idea, and they're sure like, sure, no problem, you know. And so they come up with something that can be used for cherry blossom viewing, and, right? You know, people come in to get the sets and go cherry blossom viewing. Uh, you know, the second episode revolves around um, a tea house. Or, sorry, tea well, suppliers. Sorry, right? Because they're tea, they're original tea supplier. They're tr- the original tea suppliers closing up shop. I think right. they're retiring. Right, basically. because they, they they don't get good business, and so no, and so the only other tea shop is the infamous tea shop. And Correct. you're like, well, why is it infamous? And you go there, and it's across the old man is kind of the uh, guy in charge. And so his um, granddaughter though came to the restaurant and sampled the food, and she drank the tea, and she gave a weird face, like she had this huge smile when she was eating the food, but. She had this like, just look of you know, wide eyed like no, no love for the tea sort of thing, and she's right. like, and they're like what? <laughs> well, and, she, and so she was trying to explain it, and then she dropped all of her stuff and ran out of the store. And when she was doing that, she was talking in English. Do you remember oh, that? So sorry. Yeah. She was talking to Gure because he's he looks like he's American or he'd speak English. Correct. That's I think what I he, but he looked like he was very confused when she did that. He's like, why are you talking to me in English? That's why, though. Because I, I was like, oh, I wonder if, if he's supposed to be like, you know, they don't they call him Gure. They don't say Gregorio Valentino, you know? Right. I mean. So because they call him Gure, you think, oh, okay. I, 
he doesn't really look like he doesn't stand out as a guy who looks like he's uh, you know a white guy right or, or you know like a European. Well, no, I mean, but he could also be half Japanese. Like, it, yeah, it, but it could very much be that he's his character design didn't stand out in a way that made me think that. You know what I mean? Right. Like he doesn't have blonde hair. No, he doesn't have blonde. He doesn't, he doesn't have blue eyes. Correct. Like he didn't have any of the kind of signature things that when they are saying he's an American, I'm quoting that like you know. He's, he speaks English. Are you using air quotes? Yes, air quotes. Like the, he didn't have anything animation or, or design wise that made me think he was, you know, any different than the rest. Correct. In that sort of sense. So uh, basically, though, the um, the girl ends up being um, the granddaughter of right, the, of the new tea of the infamous tea house, right? Or, the, or tea spire. Sorry. Correct. And I mean, even though when they get there, he's like he himself is debating closing because he walks out and says the shop's closed. And they're like, and his wife's kind of like laughs it off. Yeah, it's true. The I'm whole like, time. I'm like, oh, this is one of those things he must do a lot because the wife is like, just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no one understands RT or how to use it and this and that. And and, and it kind of makes sense because it's like what he's going through is slightly different than the people who were quitting because they had said like their son didn't want to take it over. Yeah. Uh, that was the other reason why they didn't do They weren't going to continue because they had no one to give it to. So they're like, there's no point in us keeping it open if they're. Yeah, if there's not enough business and nobody's right, going to take, no take it over. And no one's going to take it um, whereas in the case of this, the granddaughter clearly has an interest in taking over for her grandfather. Like she cares. It, she loves tea and it's always been a part of her family. Right. Because she, you know, and he grew, he, she grew up with him basically training her consistently in the different types of teas. And, you know, we find out more about the reason why she had that look in her face when she was drinking the tea is she's actually sampling and she's analyzing what's in the tea completely. Like, you know, so it's for her, it's more of a. She's trying to understand the tea and because it's the way she's trained is yep. to, you know, is anytime she tastes tea, she should be able to tell exactly what's in it and what wasn't used and this and that. Uh, it is funny when like the, uh, on back to the grandfather, when he makes that comment about tea bags and the guys, are, the people who were like one of their biggest customers are like, yeah, we'll just do tea bags. They're cheaper. He's like tea bags. How dare you? <laughs> he was insulted by their tea bag talk. Correct. I thought it was pretty funny. He he was cracking me up. I was like, "Oh man, I want more of old grandpa, old cranky grandpa here." <laughs> oh yeah, no, he, he's definitely very fun, especially when like he gets in this the fight with the the owner of the tea shop, and I mean it's not really a fight fight, but it, it's kind of like, well yeah, because what um because then um uh they challenge Kyo- each other. Kyoshi, he um he basically smells the tea and he's like, you can tell by his reaction that he's like, Oh man, this tea smells amazing. Right. It's like, I feel like there's so many things we could do with it. And, um, so he kind of comes up with this like bet, basically like a game where he's like, all right, you know, we're going to use your tea for a day. And, you know, I challenge you to come down and then you come down and try it. And if you, you know, if we do a great job with your tea, then, um, you, you can say that we can have your tea and use it. Or if, and then at that point, I will decide to let you know that if we will use it sort of thing, right. you know, and we'll do business in this sense. And they're like, okay, fine, let's do this. Yeah. And it's funny because it's a, it's an interesting way that he basically traps him into yeah. showing up because it's like, you know, I mean, you can like the, the comment he makes in the end about it, about the game, you know, cause yeah. Cause basically, um, what happened though, is that, uh, Gure and, uh, Subaki, like love the tea. They they're like gonna be up all night trying recipes with it and sampling things that they've made with the tea. Um, so they come up with this like a cake. Yep. It's a tea cake. And so the, cake. Um, the grandfather father and the granddaughter both show up and they have the cake 
and she eats it, and she's just like all sparkly and like amazed by the cake. And the grandpa's like, "I'm not gonna eat this cake." Blah, blah, blah. And then she shoves it. And in then his she mouth. shoves it in his mouth, and he, he gets all kind of like, "What? Like, look what they did with our tea! Like, they transformed it, you know." And then she drinks the tea, and then she's like, "Hey, you know, drink the tea." You know, and she's like, no, drink it. And so he does. And so at that point, they've won the grandfather over. Yes. What uh, what I liked about it, though, was that um, before they had this showdown, they showed the, the guys talking about protecting the tea and how that, you know, this is something that not a lot of people are doing anymore. We don't if we're going to use their tea, we don't want to have a bad representation of their tea. Right. And like basically by saying protect the tea, protect it, you know, protect this is we have to protect this. Correct. And so I was like, oh, that's that's really cool. They're being really considerate about. Not only um, this this company that they're going to be getting tea from, but also you know their customers, and, you know, because they're saying they're at that point by saying protecting the tea that they're going to have great tea all the time. Right. And I was like, but they're also going to use it in some innovative ways because you know when when he has the cake, he's not he's surprised. He never would have thought that they were using the tea in the cake like that. Correct. So it was kind of funny when they have the kind of the showdown and talking about like. Uh, you know, he's like, okay, you win. You know, the grandpa says to the guy and the, right. and the restaurant manager is like, no, he's like, he's like, well, I wanted to use your tea anyway. And if this is the only way I could do it, I, I wanted it from the beginning. You know? No, I, I didn't like that. Cause he's like, you, he's like, you already won. Like I, the instant I smelled your tea, yes. I, I wanted the tea instantly. So it was the only way I was going to get it. And then I liked how he, um, he was like, are you the past year? And he's like, yes. And he's like, Use a little less tea so the kids will be will enjoy this cake. <laughs> I, I didn't like that because it's like it was like because he thought he was in trouble or whatever. He's like, no, no, just use a little less tea so the kids will enjoy it. Correct. It, it kind of overwhelms. Yeah, no, and, and it was interesting that you know he did he did have a comment for them with like, you know, like he enjoyed what they did. He's just like, if you really want to like sell this big, he's like, that's all you got to do is just cut it back a little bit and you'll. It, and it's clear that they did that. Yeah. Because in the third episode. Yes. Um, but also what I liked about this episode was he was talking about how he asked, um, you know, Koyusi, 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 I think it's Koyusi. He asked Koyusi, he said, was your grandfather, you know, he used to own this, was this, was he your grandfather? And he goes, oh yes. He goes, oh, he's like, this is kind of, so it's kind of a full circle thing is that when he was thinking about inheriting the tea business originally, he came there to have a thing of tea and his grandfather served the grandpa tea. And the grandpa, like that, was the push he needed to to keep going. to keep going to to start the you know jump into the tea business right as and then you know it's kind of come back full circle in a sense where you know he's now supplying tea to the guy who you know this was kind of the push maybe he needed now to still stay in the tea business right so I thought that was really cool I enjoyed it even though it was just something simple like that I thought it was like a really good way to kind of encompass this uh, story in the episode. Correct, correct. And they also, you know, have hinted, you know, that the dot, you know, the granddaughter, as we said, who wants to take over, made her own comments about how she wishes it were her tea, because she was trying to figure out what tea she would use to, whoops, to start to give to them, you know, to, to kind of... What was that whoops for, Johnny? People don't know. Oh, well, I was trying to move in the chair and forgot that <laughs> I got to grab very carefully. Yeah, sorry, Johnny. These chairs aren't the greatest. No, no, it's it's fine. It was my bad. Like I, I knew there was nothing there, and I it's still okay, grabbed sir. it. We're doing fine. <laughs> um, so, uh, in the third episode, Gray was like, he comes in, and they're like, they're like, Gray, why are you late? You know, we're upset. You're you're late because we wanted to open the store, and he just comes in with all these strawberries, and he's right. like, what happened? And Gray's like this guy who's like, he just always tends to like fall into these situations, right? Where he's like, a, like a hero, and somebody gives him something, correct. 
Um, it happened earlier when he was helping with the lady's kid. Yep. She gave him a whole bunch of mochi. And so now he's, uh, he was out for a run and a lady needed help. So he ran, like helped her get to her, her place. And, yep. and she's like, Oh, it's, you know, pick three flats of strawberries with me and you can have them <laughs> as a reward for helping me out. So he comes in with like huge, three huge things of strawberries that, um, they're, they're just like, Subaki's eating them and they're blowing his mind basically while he eats them. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm in heaven without strawberries. I, I do like how it, it's like they're angry until like the one guy eats the strawberry and he's still mad about it. He's like, just eat the strawberry. You'll understand. He's like, yes. Because I think it's the, I think it's every time they get mad at him, they can't really be as bad. No. He always brings something useful back. He does. He's, he's a good, in a way, he's almost like a dog. He fetches right. stuff for them that, you know. I don't want to say it that way, but it's like, it feels that way. Especially considering it's stuff that they're not sure that they wanted, and they're like, oh, they didn't know how much they wanted it. Yeah, one of the things I liked about the restaurant was it It seemed like it had a different menu every day, too. Like, it yes. didn't have consistently have the same thing. They always seemed to have something different based on what they were doing. Yeah, and so, the third episode is uh, a little odd. I mean, it made sense with what was going on, but the third episode was basically uh, a guy comes in, he orders a cake, he orders a piece of cake, uh... It was the last one for the day, so a little girl was right. crying, and the guy's like, no, you can have it. You know, I was having trouble deciding these two, so go ahead and give me the other one. Um, and so they were like, oh, you know, th- thanks for doing that for us. You know, we, we right. really appreciate it. If there's anything we can do for you, let, let us know. And he's like, no, I think I'm okay. And then he's like, well, you know what? It's like, <laughs> I, I, I'm doing this department store thing, so if you guys, uh, it'd be great if you guys could come there and just, like, you know, present for a week. You know? Right, right. He says a present week. for five days, and they're like, oh, I don't think we could do all five days. And he's like, oh, really? He's like, okay, how about, but they're like, well, how about three, you know, because they don't want to close their restaurant down for customers. Right, like they, can't, they can't be gone for that long. Yeah, so he's like, okay, I'll take three days. So they go and do this event, and basically uh, they get there, and, and they're this, this little shop that, like, is replacing, like, a huge chocolatier that has, like, people lining up for days, and they're like, what is going on? We're this little place, you know? Well, I, I just like the fact that he, everything he tells them is essentially... It's not quite a lie, but no. it's not quite accurate either to their statements. Well, that's true, because Tsubaki doesn't want to be in a bunch of... He's like, is it enclosed? I don't really want a bunch of people watching me. And he's like, oh, no, it's enclosed. <laughs> it's enclosed with glass so people can watch you. Right, because he wasn't specific. He no. just asked if it was enclosed, and he's like, I'm pretty sure it's enclosed now. Yeah, I was there. It's, it seemed pretty enclosed. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's just it's funny, because the, the guy is clearly like enjoying messing with them, because it's like everything they're expecting... Because they're like, oh, you know, we're a little shop. No one will know who we are at this big, like, especially when they see everything there. Because it's all of them are very, very famous brands. Oh, yeah. They've got these, like, huge banners that, like, glisten, basically. Correct. And they're like, oh, okay, you know. Like, we'll, we'll probably have a pretty slow day, you know, because people right. want to be going to those yeah, major so brands. We'll, yeah. So we'll probably get people later in the day. But then, then they find out just how devious the person who got them involved in this is. Yeah, because they show up and they're like, is that line for us? I do like how the first one's like, no, clearly it's for the other No, it's got to be for the other ones. And then he's like, guys, guys, look at this. <laughs> and it shows like all these BC shots of each Correct. member of the restaurant and talk about them being the up and comers and all this. And so they, this, this got them great publicity. He's like, oh, sorry, guys. I thought I'd just help you out with some of this. <laughs> and then you see him around the, like a, a pillar and he's on their side. And he's like, hee, 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 hee. <laughs> well, that's, well, you, you guys, will you get big or will you crash and burn? It's up to you. <laughs> Well, I do like how their their image of him after like all of this is kind of like he has devil horns now because they realize he he's messing with them, and not necessarily in a bad way per se. Because if they take advantage of the opportunity, they can bring more business in. 
Yeah, I feel like it would, like, so they went in the one day, the first day they go in, you know, uh, Subaki has kind of a... Freak out. A, a freak out. He doesn't know if he can make sweets anymore, and then he goes and sees the people eating the sweets, and they're all just, like, in love with the food, and then he thinks back to his customer, he's like, well, it's no different than what I was doing before. Right. It's, it feels like the, the characters of the restaurant, you know, the crew... They, like, know how to play off each other to help each other and support each other. Right. Like, it's very obvious from what they do. Like, there's some specialties, obviously. Like, you know, Gray makes great coffee. You know, um, Subaki has the uh, sweets down, you know? Right. And then you have, uh, what is it, Nage? Yeah. The longer-haired guy? He seems to be, like, kind of a guy who kind of just, like, slides in to help whoever needs it. You know what I mean? Like, not in a way, like, uh, that he... uh... (coughs) Oh, sorry. Not in a way like uh, you know he, he's versatile. It's more like you know emotional support. Like if if like when uh, Subaki was having his breakdown, right. he patted him on the shoulder. Later in the episode, they're doing an interview, and he kind of jumps in to help save the the restaurant manager from answering some uh, questions that he doesn't want to answer. Right. So I mean, it, it's like they all play and their strengths help each other. Is how yeah. I feel. Yeah. No. Definitely. They they definitely work out well together. Yeah. So I mean, the second day they have all the strawberries uh, for their you know, the, for the, uh, event. So they, you know, get all the strawberry stuff. It goes, people go crazy and they're like, Oh, new menu. Yay. Yeah. No. And, Cause each day they have a different menu. It's yes. never the same thing. And then that day they have the, uh, the camera comes in and they're like, Oh, you know, he comes up to him. He's like, Oh, I want you guys to do this interview. And he's like, Oh, well, you know, it'd be great. Great. You know, advertisement for your business. And he's like, Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> if you want to, I guess we can. And then it was like, great, because they're here. <laughs> and they just pop out from behind him. And they're like, hey, how's it going? Let's interview. <laughs> and then so she's going after uh, Sivaki, asking about all the sweets. And he's just overwhelmed. Right. And I loved it. What was it? Gray just popped something mm-hmm. into her mouth. Right. And she's like, ooh. <laughs> and he's like, and look at this kid. <laughs> and then they like, and she like gets distracted because she's she like, does. food. It's great. And then, he, and then Gray like turns to him and he goes, peace. He's like, got this. <laughs> I mean, that part made me laugh. Um. And then she starts asking him questions about how the owner, the the rep manager, is connected with the company, connected with a big conglomerate, conglomerate, conglomerate. Jeez, I was having a hard time saying that word. It's all right. And so that's when uh, Nage swoops in and you know basically changes the subject. subject And they show the cat, and she's like, she's in love with the cat all of a sudden. she's like, she's like, oh well, she's like. Oh, well, you guys distracted me enough that I don't remember what I was going to ask you. So, oh, this has been great. Thanks, guys. <laughs> no, it, it is funny because she realized what they've done. Like, they've done a good job of, yes. like, throwing her off. Yeah, and then you see the, you know, he, the guy comes back and he's, like, some big hotshot who also happens to work for um, the restaurant manager's brother, right? Well, he works for the corporation, but he's from the Velco <laughs> Chocolates. He's a chocolatier who they call the crisp eye or whatever. Oh, yeah, crisp. <laughs> and it, it's like they realized who he is because they, they didn't know. Well, yeah, because he was the one whose booth it was supposed to be. And he's like, oh, the, they, they had to pull out at the last minute. Right, which means he was messing. You know, we find out that he's actually just messing with them. Yep. Because uh, he wants to see what his brother, will, his the little brother will do, even though they're twins. Yeah. Uh, but he wants to see what he'll do. Because it's, you know, it's not unusual for shows like this to turn out like the person who's in charge or whatever. It's actually has a, with a, has a hidden past or something they don't want right. out there. Or, I mean, because it, you it, know, it, they'll probably explain more of that as they go along. Well, but they kind of just leave it at that with, you know, the, the one brother 
you know, the, the older uh, brother at the business office right. saying something about his brother still running the, that restaurant. Oh, you're still running that restaurant. Takes his glasses off. And that's kind of like the end of the episode, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, you know, it's very, what would you call this? Uh, is that T-Shop of Horrors? No, it's like slice of life, but it's not like, uh, I don't feel any romance. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. Well, it, it's, I don't even know of, if I call it bromance even. It's just, it's very much you're, you're in a place and it kind of, kind of makes you feel warm it, and fuzzy. Is it, right. Is it kind of episodic a little bit? Like, yeah, I feel like it's very episodic with you know, and it's about the the warm and fuzzies. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel. You get your own little story, and somebody comes to the tea house, and because they came to the tea house, something made their life better. You know, that's kind of right. how I feel like it's been so far with the three episodes we've seen. Yeah. So I mean, I've really enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done. Uh, what would you rate it, Johnny? Uh, I probably rate it. Uh... Three cats sitting on the TV at, well, 3.5 cats sitting on the TV out of five. Yeah, I you saw the cat sitting on the TV, right? Yes. How does a cat sit, sleep I on a no flat clue. screen TV? I, I just saw On that. top like, of it. I'm glad course. you brought that up because I saw that too and I was like, how the fuck does a cat sleep <laughs> on a flat screen television? And that, it wasn't a small, it's this big cat. It was a big cat. He had perfect balance and he wasn't just like with his legs on it. He had his legs on each side. And I'm yes. like, how did that even, no. <laughs> that couldn't be real. Did they do that to fuck with us? I think so. I, I kind of think so. I think the guy was like, what are we going to do with this cat? We'll just put it on top of the TV. We'll see what people say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would, what would you give him the Wild Crazy Kid scale? Uh, I think one awesome and four cools. Yeah, I would give it uh, three and a half uh, bad latte drawings out of five. And then I'd give it five cools straight across. Okay. Um, I think it's probably got potential to get some awesomes in there. Like, it could go up, uh, but it definitely was just, uh, you know, I think I didn't see anything wrong with it. felt like it was really well done, and it was really enjoyable. Yeah, I just, I think I, I gave the Oscar. I really did like that second episode. No, I, I, mean, I really did enjoy because I liked the characters in the episode really well. Like If the, the grandpa was a reoccurring character, my score might have went up. Right. <laughs> but there's nothing in this to me that makes it, like, deter it. You know what right. I mean? So far, I don't feel any, like, forced drama in the sense of, like, oh, they got to do this just to do it, you know? If the forced drama is anything, it's going to be the overarching, you know, conglomerate, brother, you know, and whatever divides them, you know what I mean? Like, we'll see that later, I guess. Well, I mean, I, I you, feel like... You chose, you chose the business, and I chose to become a, you know, have run a humble restaurant where it made people feel good. <laughs> well, right, but is it he chose the business, or is it more that he's just kind of, like... Because, again, a lot of these times, it's, it's the... Fa it's a family corporation so if they're the ones at the top you know it's more that the one brother is there versus the other one because maybe the the younger brother was in charge at one point and then decided he just was tired of it and walked off yeah i mean it'll be interesting to see usually something like that happens yeah. i mean we'll see what happens um but yeah uh i'm trying to think if there's is there other series you could compare this to to say like well if you like this you might like this series see that was the thing because from second there like no, that doesn't make sense. Because I was thinking... Working doesn't work, because working's too... Cart like, uh, it's too comedy. Too comedy-driven. Comedy-driven. I can see that. Because um, like, the weird thing what, is... Like, and I don't think Nan-Nan-Biori Nan might work, but I feel like Nan-Nan-Biori gets very comedic as well. I mean, there were some comedic parts in this series, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, it, So I guess Nan-Nan-Biori would be a good thing. 
Um, I, I couldn't say working because working is more of a, like a comedic one. Uh, what's it the might one? Be more like special A, maybe. Yeah, maybe respects. special A. I maybe can see that. Fits more in that line. Yeah, I was thinking of what's the one that um, like people from other worlds and whatever go to that restaurant to get food. Uh, Do you know what I'm talking about? The, yeah, the restaurants here from another world or something like that. Yeah, yeah, like that one seems kind of similar in a way okay. to me. Like, well, I never watched it, so I don't know. I only watched a little bit of it, but kind of had a very similar vibe in my sense. You know, the feel right. I got is kind of similar. So, I mean, that's the only thing I can think of beyond what you know the other ones that we've talked about. So, yeah. So, I mean, it might be right up your alley. I feel like this is a sleeper anime though that not not a lot of people are watching. So I'm glad we got to review it because yeah. I don't think anybody's even talking about this and it's actually pretty well done. No, like it is definitely a lot better done than I would have expected. No, I mean, we saw for what I saw, you saw the four guys and you think, Oh, some beachy thing, right? Like, right. Oh, look at us. We're beautiful. But it's like, no, these guys have like personalities and you know, they're not just all of, they're not like this. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. The show and has I'm, a purpose. And I was really surprised by that right. and enjoy it. So um, I would recommend to check it out. So guys, uh, listeners, uh, Roku Hodu, Hudo Yotsuri Biori. Um, check it out. I think it's just called. Is it called that on uh, Crunchyroll? No. Uh, th- uh, hold on. I think it's called that on Crunchyroll. Actually, it probably. I think is. if you look Roku Hodo, I think that pretty much will get you to the place, though. So check it out on Crunchyroll. Um, if you want to check it out. Uh, oh, it's Yotsuri. Yotsurio Biori? Biori? Hmm. Yeah, that's what I think they have. <coughs> well, either way, check it out. I bet if you put in Biori, I'm pretty sure that will pull it up. <coughs> ah, sorry. I'm just kind of dried out here. So what we're going to watch next week for our challenge is we're watching the whole season of something, Johnny. Oh, We're not really? watching just a little bit of it. Not a little bit? We're watching the whole thing. All six episodes? All six episodes. So next week we're watching, we're going to review for our weekly challenge, FLCL Progressive. Uh, this is currently airing on Adult Swim, and we're going to watch it in English because it's the only option we have right now. That's correct. And since we, I've been holding off on watching it, I thought now would be a great time to do it. Watch the whole thing and give you guys a review for it next week. So we'll have our FLCO progressive um, discussion review next week. All right. Uh, and if you need me to, I'll give you a little synopsis here. This is from Anime Planet. Looks like courtesy of Adult Swim. Uh, in the new season of FLCO, many years have passed since Nato and uh, Haruhara, Haruhara Haruko shared their adventure together. Meanwhile, the war between the two entities known as Medical Machina um, is it Machina? No, it's Machina, isn't it? Right. Oh, sorry. Medical Machinac- Machinica and Fraternity rages across the galaxy. In her Hidomi, a young teenage girl who believes there is nothing amazing to expect from her average life. Until one day, when a new teacher named Haruko arrives at her school. Soon enough, Medical uh, Mach- Machinia- Machinica... <laughs> Gosh, I can't say that word. It's too hard. Uh, is attacking her town, and Hidori discovers a secret within her that could save everyone. A secret that only Haruko can unlock. But why did Haruko return to Earth? What happened to her Rickenbacker 4001 she left <laughs> with Nato? And where did the human-type robot Conti go? Those are all questions that need to be solved. So, FLCL Progressive, we will check this out. 
mainly because I want to hear new Pelos songs too. Get us, oh. get us all ready for the Pelos concert. There man. you go. I mean, I'm stoked for that. I can't believe there's only six cities who get it. That just blows my mind. I'm impressed that Seattle got it. Well, hey, it man. Is it mostly on the West Coast then? Yeah, it was like uh, something in like Maine and then or Massachusetts, then New York, then it's like Seattle, Portland, like Los Angeles and San Diego or something like that. Right. It was like just four four stops all along the West Coast. Oh, well, I wonder if maybe that's places they've been before. Well, I know they were here in Seattle because I saw them last time when they were right. in town. Right, I do remember that. I remember seeing them. So I'm just wondering maybe that has it has more of a connection with places they've been before. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if it's also they just went to places that were popular with the Pellows before when they were in town. Right. So, I mean, that's a good possibility. I mean, they had to move it to a bigger theater. I mean, that's... Oh, yeah, no, they... We, we saw them at a little, like, dingy bar, true. like, basically, right? Like, yeah, it wasn't it was, a huge venue. No, it was not a huge venue. It was really hot. I remember that. Oh, it was, oh, it was so hot. I loved it. it. I had a great time. Yeah. No, no, I enjoyed it. I just remember it just being really hot and being like... Why can't they just open the windows or something? Dang it. <laughs> they had fans going, but they just were pushing the hot air all around, basically. Yeah. Uh, that's why you would go over to the bar side and get a beer, Johnny, because that's what I would do. I'm going to run over the bar side. All right, got a beer. Ah, it's nice and cool over here. I think I was driving, so I don't think I could really get... It's true. That's a good point. And, you know, I just had a good time. That's really all I needed to do, you know, because it was the pillows, man. Uh, but, Johnny, it's time for our weekly review here. Yes. The second to last review of Darling in the, the Franks. 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 Whichever way you like to Franks. say it. Um, yeah. And so we are to episode 23. Uh, Johnny, you want to tell me about episode 23 of Darling in the Franks? Uh, so Darling in the Franks, episode 23, essentially is, hey, we were going to go to space because that's, that's where we left off in the last episode. And then we knew that Mitsu and Kokoro decided they weren't going to go. And Kokoro apparently is, is helping to keep... Well, Kokoro's keeping an eye on um, Zero Two's body, I guess, at this point. Uh, who uh, all of a sudden is, goes out to the edge of a field and is like staring into space. Uh, and so Kokoro's out there with her. Um, they're still trying to plant plant vegetables and stuff. Because they've started, it looked like they started a new crop. Uh, on Earth, this is this is what's going on on Earth, and uh, so then you have a minor moment between Mitsuru and Kokoro where they're like, uh, "Kokoro's like you, you know, because it's like raining and it's storming, and you know, Mitsuru knows something's going on with her, like something about her body. She's pregnant or whatever, but but uh, well, he knows he's connected to it, so he feels a responsibility. Well, for no, it. he fit. What? Oh, sorry, Johnny. <laughs> no, I guess I, I interrupted I, you. I apologize. No, no, sir. It, it's all right. I mean, I get, I get that they, they're trying. I guess they're trying to make this work. Um, <laughs> trying very hard. I'm sorry. I, I don't like it. It's I, you still it's, don't like Mitsuru. It. I don't like Mitsuru very much. It. It's this whole plot is just. It's not. It could have been this part of the plot could have been should have been better for what they were trying to do because I, I get what they want. They want me to be more emotionally connected to this and, and to feel a little bit more about it, but it's just hard for me to feel that way. But anyway, so they, they do have this. They have a moment between the two of them, which isn't, it's not a bad moment. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad. It's actually a decent moment. It's just, I think because of previous history with all this, I just, I'm having a hard time, but they do have a moment where, you know, it's kind of like, you know, Cooker's like, Oh, you just you don't need to worry about me. Don't worry about me. And Mitsuru goes, even if I've forgotten, you know, he's like, even if I've forgotten everything, you know, he's like, I'm not going to just leave you. And so, like, you know, they're out there in the rainstorm. So he covers her. And she's covering zero two. 
Um, and they kind of like both of them kind of like as the, I think the rain stops, like they both kind of like he reveals that he still has the ring. She reveals that she still has the ring. And so they're like they kind of you kind of get that last final moment between the two of them where they're they it's clear that they've accepted, you know, Kokor is accepting that, you know, he's not going to just abandon her. And, you know, he's he's committed to whatever happens. We are staying together. So it's kind of yeah, like that me. was like the first time ever. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> like, well, it was they finally like, went somewhere with this. And it, it kind of like got to a point where I was like, OK, please. true. And so, like, for a moment, I mean, like, it's, for all my, my hate of a lot of things going on, I will say that was a nice moment between the two of them. Like, yeah. I do appreciate that particular moment. I think it's just for me, like, I'm just trying to get through the Earth part because that's kind of what's going on Earth. I feel like there's a couple other things that happen. but There's not much more that happens on Earth that's that really important. It's not really important because everyone else is shot off in the space. So, because yeah. that's where, uh, what, Hachi, Nana, is that right? Is it yeah, Hachi. Hachi, Nana. Uh, the other kids who went, um, so you have, uh, Zorome and Yuki, right? Is her name Yuki? That's funny. You don't know her name. We've watched like 23 episodes, Johnny. Because they stopped saying her name like after a while. Like, uh, Miku. Miku. Fuck, so, you know what? I didn't know her name. Yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> so, Zorome, Miku, uh, Fujiyoshi, Ikuno. See, people I, I, I've zeroed it on. Um, uh, some of the nines. Then of course, Hero uh, are all there. They're trying to get to uh, the Strelzia Agros or whatever, because uh, yep, because it's it's sitting there. It's kind of like not really fighting back. Like this, yeah, because they realized that it was uh, it was zero two the last episode, right? And so zero two is kind of still disconnected. Yeah. She's like, she can't really control it on her own. Yeah, so she needs because she needs the pilot. She, right. You know. Right. So like it, she does need she does need a pilot. It, and like mental, it's all like all of her mental facility. I guess her mental her brain is still in the Strelzia. Yeah. Essentially, like her body's still like, you know still functioning. It's just everything about her is is like her, her consciousness. That's it. Yeah. Her consciousness is in the Strelzia itself. Uh, so anyway, they're tr- they're trying to fight, and you know they're having these crazy battles because apparently now like they found this ra- random stuff the Claxers left behind to like help them get to space and help them fight uh, against um, the Verm or whatever. And they're like, "Oh, that's that's not a giant ship. It's a bomb. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, the ship that they were in is a giant bomb that that took then, them away there. But then Zero Two, like, you know, Hero gets up there, he gets inside, and he talks to her, and she's like, why did you come? And she's like, he's like, I told you we wouldn't be separated. Yep. And so then she, like, her body, like, turns into, like, a statue Yep. on Earth, and then she, like, basically becomes the Strelzia. Yep. And, like, I was in like... In a wedding dress. In a wedding dress, the, the basically. Speed. Right, because it, the, the giant Strelzia that looked, that looked like it was more of a... What is that thing? A centaur? Is that correct? Maybe, yeah. It looked of. a lot more like a centaur, but then it, it it reforms itself into well, number one, zero two. Like like gi- a giant zero two. <laughs> because of robot with breast. Yeah. When someone made a comment about that. I didn't know that was possible, but you know, because it basically looks it looks like zero two like in a wedding dress. Because it's it's very flesh. Yes, a very a giant zero two, and the Strelzy is basically talking to you now, and Correct. she's a giant, you know, with a hero in her head or whatever. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, 
Oh, here we go. There's there's the trigger. There's trigger. Yes, yes, <laughs> I exactly. Like, I was like, that's what I was waiting for. Some crazy shit. There we go. Uh, I mean, in, in, in comments of the other characters, I mean, the reason why we're probably not really going into it is because kind of really they fight. Uh, a lot of the nines die. A lot of the nines sacrifice themselves, basically, Correct. you know. To, to try to get Hero to the Strelzia. They do get him there. Uh, and then, basically... We get to the end, and it's kind of like... You there know, was some Kalaxar technology that opened up a warp gate, basically? Yeah, so on Mars, which yep. is why they were fighting there, they couldn't figure out why they were fighting there, but it turns out that Phobos and Deimos, I think is the name of the moons, actually within the moons have a uh, warp gate. Yep, and, and I was so like, trigger! The, yeah, <laughs> so when the Kalaxars defeat the Verm, who are the Verm fleet that's out there, the, the hole opens up. And so, all of a sudden, Hachi and Nada had abandoned the ship that they were in because yeah. it was it was suffering like damage. Um, but you know, they as they're out there, they real you know because they've realized it's a bomb. They they kind of get an idea of what's going on. Well, the zero two. Yep, the zero two. Zero two Strelzia. Giant zero, zero two. two. Uh, they take they basically take the bomb, and so everyone else is like, "We'll come with you." They're like, "You can't. You won't survive." You won't survive the the wormhole to get over there. So, and they're like, "But you won't survive either." And they're like, "No, we'll come back." Right. <laughs> I feel like the, they don't even really say that initially. Like they just kind of like, just kind of go, and it's like they're they're gone, and it's like, oh, and they're gone, and that's just the end that's of the, the episode. episode. And I was like, huh, um, no, I actually enjoyed this episode a lot. I was like, damn, how come this couldn't be more like the series? Like. Like, uh, this episode gave me hope that we might have an Indian that's exciting and, and entertaining and good. Yeah, no, and it was, a, it was the thing is, like, I was watching it, and I mean, of course, in my, one of the things I realized in my head, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what this was reminding me of, and I know now, call Gunbuster, or Diebuster, for those of you who, I think, go by more of the Japanese name, even though it, it's known by both, I don't yeah, know why. it's really weird. I know what you're talking about. I but, haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking about. But... Oddly enough, spoilers, because if you haven't seen Gunbuster and you really like Giant Robots, you really should watch this. that. It's only six episodes. It's really good. There's even a second season that's also really good um, that they made like 20 years after the fact because now apparently they're making a third season as well. So that'll be interesting to see where that's going to go because the first season kind of ends in the second series because it, it's about what happens to the girls um, for the first series who... Uh, when they win, they end up having to suffer uh, 12,000 years. They lose because uh, the way that they win requires them to sacrifice their time with the people that they know at that time in order to destroy the enemy that they're trying to destroy. Which basically, they end up jumping essentially to light speed in some form. But when they come back into normal time, in normal space, it's been 12,000 years for them. Right. Well, it's it's been twelve thousand years for the Earth. For them, it's basically been a second. Like they, that's when they reappear. But it's like, but basically, sorry to go back to where I was really going with this. Um, in that one, there are three gunbusters in that first series. Uh, there's one and two, which are which I think create the gunbuster itself. There's the two machines that combine. The third buster is a giant space bomb. <laughs> okay so uh and honestly like that, that, that's how it ends is like when they go in like they're like setting up the third one and they realize that they have to use the 
the gunbuster itself in order to ignite the bomb because it gets damaged before they can do it. So that's why they end up having to basically, when it blows up, it jumps them forward, like through space and time. That's another thing. Another reason, sorry, another reason why that particular series is good is they do do a really good job when it comes to like light speed and how it would actually, how it might actually work. Is that when uh, Bruce Willis rips off uh, Ben Affleck's patch? Yes. And then Aerosmith plays. Yes. Don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> Correct. Except for in this case, they it would be Bruce Willis would come out on the other side. Gotcha. Twelve thousand years later, but he would actually be on the. He would still be alive. Ah, oh, it's like twelve monkeys. Yes. <laughs> um, but sorry. So I digress. But no, back, no back, problem. Back to, yeah. So this is a good episode. Um, do you have any predictions for where this is headed, though? Like, are I mean, you expecting that's my the... prediction is they're gonna get there. They're gonna. And then I feel like it'll be a huge battle. And then that bomb's gonna go off, and they'll get back to Earth eventually. But, but it'll not, be like not in the same time. Frame. Not the same time frame. So my my guess, because I keep feeling that this show feels like a time skip. It's ripe for a time skip. Gotcha. Like it's been ripe for a time skip for a very long time. Do you think love will conquer all? Yes. <laughs> yes. I feel like unlike some of the other ones, like this isn't gonna be the one where they like this doesn't feel like one where they die. This really does feel like no, because they, they haven't killed like anybody except for the which is the nines. Which I'll were... be honest, this series is also scream killing people. It didn't kill nobody. I was I was hoping they would kill some people. I mean, I'm not saying anybody specific, but I just think that would have added to the drama and the fights they're having. Right, where it's like. The people that were all getting killed are like nameless people. They're like the red shirts in, you know, Star Sorry. Trek. Star Trek, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, we need we need to put a face to the names. Like, Dr. Franks is the most notable character that died, in my opinion, you know. And he super died. And he super died. <laughs> and when he died, you're like, he kind of deserves this. So he, he does. He did. He kind of earned that one. But what's funny is, at the same time, it's like, he kind of felt he earned his death in a way that I think really helped his story. Right. And made sense, and I think he knew that he earned that, and and that him dying was what had to happen, right? Because he had to set up stuff for when he died too. I mean, he made, he made sure that they would be taken care of. Yeah, so I mean, I think it's gonna be really interesting to see where how they end this and how they tie some tie together stuff, like the white hair thing. Never explained. They're not gonna explain it. That's fucked up, man. Like, like they should explain because it, it doesn't. Because if you really think about it, it doesn't matter. No, I know it doesn't, because, but it would be nice for us to hear something about it. Right. Um, Just give me give me a reason, like, why are their hair turning white? Is it because they're exerting powers? But it's not like... Are their like, telemeters short? Yeah, like, they are, clones. are they dying? Is that what's happening? What's going on here? I mean, because it would be possible that they live shorter lives. Because if you think about it, didn't the, the zero or the nines all had, you know, white hair? No. Oh. Their hair stayed the same. Well, see, then there we go. I don't know then. Because remember, theirs was a maintenance problem. They yeah. just didn't have the way to maintain themselves. Well, then I guess that blows my theory out there. But we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. So next week we will have the conclusion of Darling in the Franks. Try it. We're going for a time skip. Going for the time skip, Johnny. You know, I'm, going for the, I'm, I'm expecting I'm expecting Kokoro's child to actually be like two. Because I'm not going for Oh, massive. you're not going for a big time I'm not skip. not a big time skip. I'm assuming just old enough to be like, like we, we get it. I think they're going to get there and Kokoro's child's going to be an adult. Ooh. And they're gonna say, "My parents told me you'd come." <laughs> you, the prophecy has been handed down. Or, or it could be the type where maybe they come back and you know, it's like when they show up, they have a kid of their own. Yeah, I mean, it could be a lot of different things. Yeah, 
it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, so I will say this: I'm actually very excited to see where it happens. Yeah, I mean, because I at this point, like, do you, do you want an A one ending or do you want a trigger ending? Which one are you looking for, Johnny? Do you want some? You know what I want? I want crazy trigger action and zaniness, and then an A one ending. Yeah, but an A one ending ends with them dead. I don't want that. Well, we'll see what happens. That's true. It'd be bittersweet. They probably send a space letter or something, right? Yeah, but I I I feel like this is the way this has been written. Like, I would like the A one feelings at the end without the death. Like, unless gotcha. unless, unless the death ends up being like one of the other characters who, for whatever reason, maybe because it really is something like they're telomeres are short, like because they're clones, and if they use too much of something, it it shortens their lifespan. Well, we'll see what happens next week. Yep. But- uh, well, we've uh, got through June. So yep. There were two winners in our anime contest. Ooh. I know Mark Kuznir was one of them. Yay, Mark Kuznir. And the other was, I can't think of the person's name. Hold on. I'll pull it up real quick, Johnny. Fill some time, Johnny. Fill some time. Fill some time. Fill some time. Um, so like I said, Gunbuster 3 is coming. <laughs> um, also, I will say this. So I watched Island. I watched the first episode of that twice. What is Island? Uh, so it's based off of a visual novel um, that was made in 2006. Oh, it it's uh, Nicholas Manson. Oh, Nicholas Manson. So congratulations. If you're listening to this episode, you can get in touch with us. Um, but we'll be reaching out to you. Uh, what we, we do want to say is if anybody has any comments on anything or want to talk to us about anything, you can reach us through emails at crazysunshinepodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at crazysunpod. Um, if you want to check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash crazy sunshine podcast. And for everything else, there's our website, crazy sunshine podcast.com. And if you want to get caught up on the podcast or listen to old episodes, check us out on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you find fine podcasts Ooh. or wherever you just found this one. <laughs> but yeah, do we have any, any closing here, Johnny? No, not really. I mean, I know the new season starting the summer anime is, is coming out, so yeah, and hopefully we'll have some type of summer anime preview soonish. I hey, I have watched the first episode of the Batman one. I still need to rewatch that episode because I keep missing like half of it. Okay, I've watched the the volleyball one since they're both coming out at this time. Uh, I want. I'm really hyped for the Batman one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, oddly enough, it seems very interesting, like the way that the... I the, saw a preview for it. I was yeah. pretty stoked for some reason. I was like, yeah. that's weird. I shouldn't be stoked for badminton. I tend to like those weird sport ones that are right. like not big sports here in the U.S. And they're, right. who knows if badminton's even like a big sport in the world. But like, I like playing badminton. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, I mean, it looks like that one could be interesting. Um, I'll be honest, the, the volleyball one, if they do it right, could be interesting, too. I mean, it's about beach volleyball, so that you know they do talk about how there's differences between volleyball and beach volleyball and how they work, since it's two versus having like five people on your team. Well, yeah, and you're on sand, you know. Yes, I think there's a big difference there as well. Yeah, so definitely the person who they they start with is not used to any of this, so you're you're definitely starting at the bottom. And I pulled it. What? I had a hangnail. And you pulled it? Yes, I shouldn't have. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited to see how Banana Fish is too. I haven't started watching that yet. Well, I know I saw the the manga. Yeah, I'm like it's it's kind of crazy that I think Banana Fish is pretty old though. Yep. And like it's finally getting animated. It's like all right, but I knew it was violent too, right? Yeah, I th- so. they think so. I think that was a violent one. 
Um, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff this season that looks looks like it might be interesting. We'll see. Like I've been feeling feeling pretty good. Like the winter season and the spring season have been fairly fairly good. And they've had a lot of good shows. Um, so we'll see if summer can keep that up. Yeah. No. I mean, there seems to be some interesting stuff here that I'm not sure if it's gonna be fun or crazy or what. But you know, we'll see what happens. And we'll have a little more about that in the future. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Hope you have a great week. Hope you had a happy 4th if you celebrate 4th of July. Yep. Um, You know, and may those have been the best fireworks you've seen all week. Right. Anything else, sir? Uh, I found out this week that apparently Thursday is Bloody Thursday. Oh, no. What's that mean? I I mean, I assume it has to do with the fact that uh, it's the day after you blow up fireworks and, you know, people tend to get injured themselves. Well, it might have to do with the history as well. I'm not a big history buff, so... I mean, it could. I I don't know. I just know that the port was closed, and they were like, someone says because of Bloody Thursday. Well, that's crazy. Yes, it was a very random thing. Wow. Well, thanks for listening. Yep. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye.